0: Do 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 do. to another great episode of the on the radar podcast this is a podcast that features music and artists and interviews and studio performances with acts coming to through and from the greater midwestern areas my name is vpod thanks so much for joining us whether you have been a listener since episode one or you just got hip to us this year we've had a hell of a 2019 and very excited to recap it Uh, what i've done is I have gone through our hosting service, which is Podbean, and I have taken the 10 most downloaded episodes that we recorded, produced, and released in 2019. What we're going to do today is you're going to hear a clip of that interview, uh, one of the performances uh, from that uh, episode, and then uh, also in the middle of this little mini countdown, I have five Pieces of news regarding the podcast for the year 2020. So we're very excited. We're going to start off with number 10 from Northwest Ohio. Silent Hearts jumped in. And not only did they have a heck of a 2019 releasing some brand new music, but they made some major headway uh, on Spotify. As I look at their profile right now, Stranger crossed 200,000 downloads. Uh, they released a couple of new singles, and I asked the guys in their episode what some of the musical things in the music industry they kind of scratched their head at.
1: Specifically Billie Eilish, the fact that she can, has she, the, her production on everything that she's doing is so minimal mm-hmm. and so soundscape-oriented and that it's blowing up, and that that's like, and it's generally a faux pas in the first place. All there's like
2: vocal f- focus. Yeah, you know?
1: it's it's you know like that's just the opposite of like everything else that's been happening, and people are eating it up. I think it's great. The music
2: nowadays is just like a really nice backdrop for the vocals. Like yeah, the vocals are just like <laughs> yeah, there's, it, it's
1: thin.
0: it's it's vocal forward with like a little bit of like light music in the background. It's just mm-hmm. like yeah,
3: yeah.
2: it's, it's yeah. There's. Just... <laughs> and and, you know with modern production like there's just so many tools and and things that when you listen to the radio everything like i always tell people that um modern radio is um built upon perfection so like Mm -hmm. the new like in order to be played on the on the radio or even to have that kind of presence um you know like all the notes have to be perfect all and and producers make sure of that and engineers make sure that there's all kinds of amazing software out now to where you could basically just speak and then make it sing for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when when you're listening to to modern music, the thing that's hard to wrap your head around is, you know, how they're getting away with this kind of stuff. Exactly. But yeah. then but then it makes you think like, Okay, if that's what the norm is, then I'm gonna compete with that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm I know how to move notes around and I you know you know what I'm saying? So like the whole idea is it's just trying to wrap your head around modern production and then what you know, what it is that's making these songs so catchy and sound so damn good. You know what I mean? But it's just everything everything is just like so Post production it's
0: and and as and when you say post production when when I take a music file a current song file and just throw it in something like Adobe Audition and see that it's almost like one brick
2: yeah of that's, sound that, and that's a whole nother thing you know that that's a whole nother discussion to be had but that's the difference that's the volume wars that, that everyone is is going through when it comes to producers but because everyone wants their song to be louder on the radio yeah right so I mean, that's, that's also a problem, but I mean, that all falls under the whole modern production thing, you know, like filling the frequency band as much as they possibly can instead of leaving room for dynamics, like, you know, the good old days, you You're know, right? Beatles and stuff. like
0: that. You yeah. want that, that dissonance, you want well, that as a musician, and downs. Yeah. as
2: a musician, you do as a consumer. It's a kind of a different story, you know, like it depends on if it's an artist that's buying the music. Then they're gonna want the dynamics. But if it's, um, you know, your typical, consumer, yeah. you know, um, nine to five guy that has no idea about instruments or what it takes to even record a song, right? What it is that they want to hear in a song is way different than what a musician wants to hear. So and they just want to be able to crank their stereo up without it. Like, you know, distorting out or anything like right. that. Right. You know? so they just want they want max the,
0: volume. The, this goes to eleven.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. so it's one more than 10. Yeah. And hang their arm out the window. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and show off to
4: their whoever they're driving by. Yeah. yeah listen to what I'm listening to. Yeah, yeah I'm cool.
0: I've done I, I mean I've, i I blast my radio to play with something, but it, it, I also blast the radio for things that I, I personally enjoy, not to just be loud and obnoxious that guy while driving.
2: Yeah, I think that in order to have um dynamics, there needs to be space. Mm-hmm. And that's another problem with modern music is there's no space. There's no living in the song anymore because it's just like getting to the hooks and get to this part, get to that part. There's no like, just let it breathe for a minute. Like that used to be a thing that, you know, people could enjoy when they listen to music, but anymore it's just like wham, bam, bam, wham. Like the next How'd that part, go again? Wham, bam, bam. <laughs> 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 it's
0: verse, chorus, verse, chorus, mm-hmm. interlude. Porous. Yeah, and end it's just, of song. Three yeah, it's minutes.
2: Hitting you right in the face, mm-hmm. one after the next. You know what I mean? Like no time for anything to to breathe.
5: Do Do you remember way back when you you were so different? You're not. You to your knees, pray to a God you don't believe. When you bow your head to grieve, and your pain has brought you to your knees, pray to a God you don't believe. I watched you fade and waste away, waste away. Lost, you fade, you waste away. You're a stranger. Self in the anger.
6: Yeah!
0: Number 9 on the best of episode and the number 9 most downloaded episode that we recorded and produced uh, in this year was back in April, episode 46, with the Metro Detroit band Small Stresses. Uh, Not only in their 2019, they got signed to Head to Wall Records, but they also released their full-length album, Either Way, I Lose, back in November. I talked to the band about kind of the background and how all of these members came together.
7: Uh, I'm from Montreal, Quebec.
8: Oh wow. Okay. Represent. I-
0: international flair here. Yeah. yeah. So how did you how did you hook up for these guys then?
7: Um.
9: We We're married. Hook up. Oh, a yeah. <laughs> Wonderful.
0: Yeah. So there yeah. you go. The best kind of hookup. My up. wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what if dust that one off? Not, <laughs> Not anymore.
6: anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh,
2: I moved here like three years ago for love. <laughs> Aw. And um And then met Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we just kinda hooked up with uh DJ and Nate, and then later uh we would come to find Brad.
10: I was an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. He was just there. It was a great, it was a great, he was a was a great drift afterthought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Drifter in the wind.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you, you said you moved down here for three years ago. You've been married for three years. Uh four. Four yeah. years. Congratulations. Thank Very nice. you.
5: Yeah,
0: I love that. I always love, I always love bands who have like members that are like married and whatnot. I feel like that's a, it's always an interesting dynamic. Um uh, that has you know in the past, it's always spelled disaster but I don't think so because there there has to be some sort of special bond, especially when you make music, and then you add the marriage aspect into it, mm-hmm. and there's always an interesting give or take. Do you always feel do you three feel like there there's a line in the sand when it comes? <laughs> to like any kind of inner band squabbles or do you think, think that, that it's like...
6: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm getting this. the motion of like, don't you
0: talk, don't you say anything. He you might know. hit me after this. <laughs> <laughs> such, such violence. Such violence out of uh, small stresses.
9: No, Jimmy and Janie are a married couple. Jimmy and I... <laughs>
11: Pretty much, married. bicker at
9: each other like a married couple. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's nice. That's, yeah, that's DJ fun. and Jimmy are way worse. <laughs> we, They're, like, truly we like hate. Couple. We hate each other yeah. in the best way possible. <laughs> They're
5: frenemies.
4: Yes, <laughs> that's how,
0: I feel like that's true friends. Then, yeah, if you could truly like look at each other, and go fuck you, I hate you, but yeah. you love, you'll do anything for him. That's true friends. But I'd never
6: <laughs> tell him I'd do anything
2: for him. No, no, okay, <laughs> you yeah. I mean, won't we'll admit it No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, me and Brad just chill. just
0: <laughs> <laughs> super cool, right in the middle, mm-hmm. arms crossed. I I can't say
10: her love for Jimmy did make some sweet lyrics, though. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah.
0: That song was called Midwest and was recorded at Bigfoot Studios. Before we get into the eighth episode on our countdown, most downloaded, one of our pieces of news that I'm here to share with you is a guest coming in in January of 2020. Happy to announce that Josh Childress will be joining us. On the podcast, uh, Josh Childress is currently the guitarist for the band The Plot in You, international uh, act that has traveled the world. Uh, but also, Josh himself released a solo EP. Uh, back a few months ago, and we are going to talk to him, uh, about all of that. He's going to be performing at Bigfoot studios. That album, a little lost without you is available now, wherever you get your music back in October. It was the 2019 post festival. And this act was on it released this episode in October, actually a few days after the 2019 post festival that this band played on, uh, New Hampshire band Geary joined us in Bigfoot Studios. We kind of talked to them a little bit about their album Eigengrau, uh, which, again, it can be found on all streaming services or however you get your music. And we kind of talked about the guys, uh, about their naming of not only the band itself, but all of the tracks, especially one of the tracks called Sinus Lotion.
1: So, like, I think a good example... Is sinus lotion, which is sounds like a German word, but it's like if you badly Google translated it, and it's a reference to a like conspiracy theory about a video game that would make you lose senses, and so sinus lotion is like the loss of senses is the tr- the the translation quote unquote right. of it, and um. like the whole backstory behind that gets like deeper and it's this, there's an hour long documentary about um, this video game made by this company that was quote unquote sinus lotion games. And it was like from that. And I was like, there's something is when you dig into that story, it's so interesting that like, it's nice to kind of send listeners on a journey like that. And, and it's kind of more fun than being like, a, a song title that kind of explains itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a second part of that, which is like, we usually don't delve too deep. And it's because of that same international thing of like, when you listen to that song, it may mean something different to you mm-hmm. than to somebody else who has never, um, doesn't know anything about sinus lotion or ha- doesn't want to think that it's a German word or is German and hears it totally different. They're like, what a funny name, huh? And like, those experiences, it's really hard um, to try to tell people how to feel about your song. So we usually really like to let listeners decide what the story is to themselves. Mm-hmm. And there is like a background story, but most of it is just like what you it, pull out of it is, is up to you. And it's, um, it's a lot like going say to the opera, And some people want to read the translations and some people just want to watch the opera and they don't speak Italian Mm -hmm. and we want to give people kind of like that option and that you it's so hard to give people that option right so we kind of like that's why everything's always in this encoded sort of approach to to things
7: was
0: the title track of Geary's album, Eigengrau. We recorded that at Bigfoot Studios. Our seventh most downloaded episode of this year was recorded back in June at Underhill Recordings with Ryan Nunley, aka Paco, aka Paco is Desperate. Now Paco here, he is completely clean, sober. He was once a heroin addict, and with the opiate crisis a big issue across the country, Uh, especially in our backyard of Northwest Ohio, I had to ask the question, just why? How does one just get into drugs like this?
4: To answer your question, I mean, the why is a totally fair question. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I remember pretty... Pretty clearly, the first time I ever did opiates. Um, I was uh, totally innocently like, I, you know, it was one of those things where I did this frequently, but I was, I, I went in my grandma's purse and I usually had permission to do that to get gum because mm-hmm. she car- always carried gum in her purse. And so I was, it was before school one day and I was going in there to grab a piece of, you know, freshen up the breath kind of deal. And, mm-hmm. and I stumbled across a bottle of, uh, of Vicodin. And uh, so I called my, my friend and I was like, I don't know what these do or like what they are. He's like, take three of them and come to school and you'll feel great. And I did. And I went to school and I felt great. And, um, and I was like, I want to feel like this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of my teenage adolescent years were spent idolizing guys like Kurt Cobain and the romanticized rock star mm-hmm. um, so in a weird roundabout way I think that that played a role too as I is there was a part of me who was like oh this is cool and I'm sad so it's it's you know it's okay I'm the sad rock star type and and I wanted you know to be that I just wanted to be something to have some sort of an identity and in a weird way I found an identity in drugs I found an identity in being the sad guy Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, so as, as time went on, um, I started finding myself unable to stop, you know, Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I ever got sick from not having, not having opiates and, um, it was like, Oh, okay. Now this is for real. Now I'm, I'm, I'm a junkie. I'm, I'm a drug addict now. (laughs)
0: A little bit of an acoustic version of the title track of his album, released now, Unraveled. We have another piece of information and news to share with you that's happening in 2020. The synth-pop duo from Toledo, Ohio, will be a guest in January. They are known as Bliss Nova. We've talked about them a little bit in past episodes. A Very enjoyable group. They recently just released a new album and it's also of course available now wherever you get your music from it is called going places this was released back in november very excited to bring those two this time to underhill recordings in february very excited to have some of the members of this band who are the founders Of the Post Festival. And they are from Indianapolis, Indiana. This is the Dad Rock Post Rock Band. And I say Dad Rock because all of them are dads. It's Pillars. Very excited to have those guys on. We talked to them uh, about their music. Uh, They performed a couple of rad songs. But of course, naming things is hard. So how do you name an album or songs which the music typically doesn't have lyrics.
12: Yeah, it is it's kinda of, kinda of weird to name an album and name songs that have no lyrics. Yeah. So Well naming shit is hard in general. Yeah, it is. So we we've just kinda of come up with like kind of an idea and then we're like, all right, let's let's take this idea and then let's turn all this make make all this kind of conceptualized around this idea, the music and like are we gonna talk about like what it's about or anything? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah. yeah so sure. I, I, I kinda of brought to the table, I was like I was really in the show on Netflix called Dark. Have you seen that show? It's like no. a German show. It's an excellent show. But I was really in that show, and we started writing these songs and working on them. And it's about it kind of centers around this cave, this like supernatural cave. And I, I kept having like a vision of caves every time we're listening to the songs. And I kind of brought that to Mark and Nathan and everybody, and we're all just like, "Yeah, that's cool. Let's run with that." So since then, we've just been kind of running with like a dark, eerie cave kind of theme. If that makes
13: sense. Well, it's it's. um about isolation and how um even in this in this time we're all connected through social media um we're actually pulled further apart um and it feeling in living in an age of isolation um and i can't remember the name of the book uh off the top of my head i i read but it's it's basically a book that puts together a plan about how we um we take back uh and get out of this this age of isolation and um rebuild from a community level um to to make everything uh well again (laughs) so uh, but i think overall it's it's isolation and that that visual um of a cave or being uh, inside of one
0: That song was called Subtract, Smerge. And of course, that was off of their 2017 album of Salt and Sea. Pillars released Cavum earlier this year, uh, back in May. Go check it out. So in 2019, I experimented with a new sub show called Mixed Signals. I took a panel of five different artists, usually those members that used to be on the podcast in some sort of shape or form, and we put them in a room, and we discuss certain subjects. I did two of these in 2019, and the second one was the fifth most listened to episode that we recorded and produced in 2019. That panel was with Rain Wilder, which was with outside drummer Evan Daniels. It was frontman of Trino Lee's Dustin Galish. It was with Varee Hannah, and it was with Carrie from Amelia Earhart's. We talked at Bigfoot Studios about the pay-to-play idea. Uh, one of the ideas and subjects that we discuss are bands paying for streams.
10: To me, the concern about that is that if sort of small-time bands, local bands can do that, that certainly correlates to major artists who also could probably trick the system into creating sort of a false reality of what people are actually consuming and what people actually want. Right. That's, it's, it's correlated to all of that. All the way to the very local band level to the highest level, and so I've seen, I've seen a see. handful of bands that have done that, spent money to get on fake playlists to, to increase their statistics and trying to understand like what is the actual motive for that or yeah. what is the but benefit there's no of real it.
7: fans point, behind point, it, point, so yeah, you're not going to gain longevity or money off that. My old manager no. used to do that, mm-hmm. and I didn't know it and I, I put a video out one day it was on thanksgiving and it got like 30,000 plays super fast the next thing yeah. i know for some reason youtube took it down and it's because they knew they could tell. and he they tried to tell fine. me this and that he didn't you know and i ended up finding out like he was buying my likes Man, on that instagram sucks. Added, that's and, the and worst I, you don't need someone's password he could just go in there and say what my instagram name was and then the whatever company he was paying would give they him just the likes and i'm wow. and i want to say looked and went through them, I'm like, how come everyone liking mine has like no followers and they got like two posts? Like it's the ultimate... That actually, that actually
0: recently happened to me because I I had a spike of
7: 200 likes in an
0: hour, in like in 12 hours and I'm like, I don't subscribe to any of that. Come to find out uh, a couple of the people in the most recent episode did a whole invite like spree of all their entire friends list and i'm checking every like and making sure it's an actual real person and a lot of them are just like super old people that don't know how to do facebook and right but these are all real people and i'm like okay this makes a lot of sense and like i i I had like a panic attack i'm like did did i get you know i want
7: (laughs) i want the real coverage and don't get me wrong yeah
0: there is something a little bit of
7: buying likes yeah take that money and Boost a post on your Facebook page because that's really gonna get to real people and they're really gonna see it. And it might be more expensive, but it's gonna be real people who really might want to buy your merch or might really become a fan. But mm. buying fake, there's no point. in it. There's no point. It's just, it's no just no for aesthetics. Point. Yeah. But, well, it's to just me, so that, look good, but everyone knows it's not
10: real. Well, there's a history within music of of sort of simulating like uh, moments. So it would say like a viral moment in the '70s. You know, like mm-hmm. also in a song, a single would jump on the charts. There's if you research enough, like labels would buy their own records. You would, oh, wow. you would put out a quarter of a million copies and buy like 50,000 of them. Before loud. the payola rule radio stations, thought. people would mm. so, buy. Like, where my concern comes is like when you have people outside of music, when they see things that seem to be gaining traction, their brain will think that people like this. And so yes. I will like it as well. Yes. And I think that is why people do it is if you're like, oh man, this band all of a sudden has this many followers. If other people like it, I will like I it. There's like there is this human condition to like things that other people like. So you people want to be left out. So even a video, if you see that like it got 10,000 views, you're more likely to go watch it now because you're like, man, this right. must be really cool, even if it's garbage.
0: There was no musical performance on that, but very excited to share that extended clip with you. And if you want to learn more about that episode, go check it out. We dropped that episode back in September. Speaking of Mixed Signals, I'm proud to announce another edition of Mixed Signals. will be happening and recorded in January. This time, it is all about the recording engineers. I've invited, of course, Travis Guyman from Bigfoot Studios, Pat Sheckett of Underhill Recordings. We bring back Steve Warser of The Master Bedroom. You might remember Steve is our very first year of our very first six episodes and our equipment episode that he was the producer on. We're going to bring our friend Sean Daly from the Mohawk Studio in. And we're also going to bring in the owner of the Social Recording Company, which is located in Southfield, Michigan. And we're all going to bring them in a room, and we're going to talk about the inner workings, share stories, about, and also maybe the do's and don'ts of recording. Be on the lookout for that episode. We're going to have some fun as we bring this panel to Underhill Recordings. Our fourth most downloaded episode of the year was done with Ryan Kerr from Indiana. Not only was I recovering from a minor voice throat issue, but Ryan himself was sick as well while on tour. Yet we kind of banged it out, and we made sure we had a great episode. I was very in awe of Ryan Kerr, incredible folk and acoustic artist, and he's also a father of four. So I kind of talked to him and picked his brain on how it, being a father affected his music.
11: Being when I guess when you're raising kids, that has an influence on everything that mm-hmm. you do. But specifically with music, um, it it fuels me in a new way, uh, especially when it comes to DIY music. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think that it's really important for your kids to see you work really hard for something that you love not because um it gives you you know big monetary gains right or because it gets you cool points or um it helps you along the way in any huge capacity but just because you're compelled to do it and you it's an important thing i think it's really important for my kids to you know we have when vans are touring through they crash at our house and and it's a family thing. You know, my, my kids bake them cookies and draw them pictures and <laughs> get out board games. And, um, you know, I, I, think that it, I think that it's really important for them to see that there are a lot of different ways to live life. There's not just one way to live life, and that's the society of our household. But there's, there's tons out there. That's, and, that's beautiful. Yeah, so that really pushes me. Um, it's definitely changed songwriting as far as subject matter. Yeah. Uh, it definitely limits practice time <laughs> and, <laughs> and writing time.
8: I want to be a man, no Tin Man. Don't want to have to have another conversation. I cannot be your crutch, why do you have to fall? And if I pull you out, will you just be knocking at my door? My grandmother passed down sincerity my father taught me how to live passionately, and I will teach my sons to live with hearts filled with love. And to my daughters, I will hand our compassion. I plant a seed to sow, and I work for what I know. The only thing I know is I plant a seed to sow, and I work for what I know. The only thing I know is I plant a seed the sow, and I work for what I know. I plant seeds so, and I work for what, I work for what I'm old. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I plant seeds so, and I work for what I'm oh, 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 Yeah, I plant seeds so, and I work for what, I work for what I'm owed.
0: laying low right now but i'm sure he'll be recording new music very soon that new song he shared with us plant a seed to sow was recorded at bigfoot studios so technically this next episode that was the third most downloaded episode this year was technically recorded in 2018 but it was on location at the mohawk studio and i had the opportunity to sit down and talk with eddie reyes formerly of taking back sunday Currently, the guitarist for his new band, Fate's Got a Driver. Now, he left, Eddie, Eddie left Taking Back Sunday on his own accord, and I it was right around the time that he broke away from Taking Back Sunday, so nobody really talked to him about what was going on. But I got to pick his brain a little bit, talking about Fate's Got a Driver, their goals of this band, and their ideas of releasing just small amounts of EPs now instead of full-length albums.
3: Well, I've always had this idea, but Mike agreed with me. Um, you know, putting out full-length albums, it just doesn't work anymore. It's
0: very hard to do it, it's especially like you in You always end up
3: just playing three songs like off it's, of that album. It's you know, like wasting a few songs. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? with my other bands who wouldn't listen to me, I was like, I think it's smart to release an EP... Every season. Mm-hmm. So this one came out in fall. It'd be nice to come one, another one, another three or four songs come out in late winter. Maybe spring put out another four songs. So that keeps the people, you know, like, oh, another four songs. And it makes them pay attention to it. Instead of getting a whole album going, eh, and they skip a song. Eh, mm-hmm. oh, I like this song. Oh, I like this song. And then you only got three songs. You know that was always my experience, and I hated that. So every time, if you chop it up and you put out EP, 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 it grabs more attention, and uh, it makes people want more, I guess, if they like you. So I just like that idea.
0: Is it is it because of
3: the the digital
0: age that yeah, you have to start definitely. doing this? Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we could put out a full length album. Out on Spotify. Guaranteed, only three songs will get that one. So why that? Put out three songs. You know, then put out another three songs another four songs you know every couple months that's the way we do it
0: a driver recorded a special version of sad song and i cannot wait uh, what's going on in the new year with fate's got a driver all right news bit number four so i have named three episodes that are going to be happening in 2020 especially in january but i haven't mentioned this one that we're going to be now working with now, add into the rotation of Bigfoot Studios, of Underhill Recordings, the guys at Bike Rack Records. Now, these boys we talked about a little bit and introduced them to everyone with the A.S. Coomer episode, but very excited. They have grown their studio space, they have added an additional studio and recording spot, and very excited to start bringing some artists to Bike Rack and having them produce some of our episodes as well. So be on the lookout of Bike Rack being a part of the rotation for the On The Radar podcast in February of 2020. Like I mentioned before, in 2019, I experimented with a new style of episode, and I called it Mixed Signals. It was a sub-show of the podcast. I took former guests that were on the podcast, put them in a room and we talked about certain subjects and ideas and just kind of expounded on them. The very first mixed singles episode was the number two most downloaded episode of 2019. The panel was Alex Baird of The Casket Company. It was Ian of Grubby Paws. It was Bruce Vermette, drummer of The Casket Company and drummer of Killbot Zero. It was Anna Wagenhauser, pianist and backup singer for Chloe and the Seal Strings. And it was hip-hop artist and rapper Jamie Baumgartner all at Bigfoot studios and us talking about what the goals of a musician are this little bit. However, Ian kind of talks about, and a couple of the other members kind of expound on that about how they react when people come up to them and talk to them about how good certain songs were or were not that good. But I, I, I'm, my hope is I'm going to toss this out there and be vulnerable for a second. Hope maybe you guys here have for experienced, you. Let's <laughs> go. experienced the same here, thing.
9: Bros. Um, there have been times where I have played a set, and it, it was that moment where you were explaining, like, like, even though you, you feel like you killed it, right. um, somebody
0: came up, and they specifically were like, uh, you this su- No, no. <laughs> no, because,
9: no, because that's weird, too. Like, what if you think mentally, like, man, I fucking nailed this, because it's rare for yeah. us. Oh, that's how to, mean, to that's me. Someone's like, dude, what oh, the hell is wrong with you? That's 100% right. happening really? to me. Right, so, sorry. But no,
0: but uh, they cite one specific thing, mm-hmm. and that's it. Oh, now, What is that
9: one specific thing? Like, yeah. Is it a good thing or is it a
0: bad thing? Oh, 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 like, it's a good thing. Like, say, like, oh that, oh, that one song? This song is so good.
9: See you later. All the rest of your <laughs>
0: songs need to be like that. <laughs>
9: yeah. oh, wow. So it's like an oh, offhanded yeah. compliment, but oh, also, yeah. like, tearing so, you down a little bit. And so, yeah, so it was like this weird, like, ah, I did a thing that was received well, but I thought I performed Out of the, the ten songs we played, one of the ten were good the Can other should be like that one
1: We get that all the time where people will be like oh yeah, like the voc- or the vocals were a little too loud, otherwise everything sounded fantastic Has, oh, been, yeah. has anyone ever come up night. to you
9: specifically I and mean, been like hey, your sister sucks, but they met you
1: Yeah, and, and you're like, like we're and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you
9: Yeah, right <laughs> it was like, you, just, you, just, you just go uh, by like Yeah, my name's Chloe, what the fuck And then
12: are like I def- oh shit! I, I definitely have a story for the situation. We were I- <laughs> we were playing at Howard's. Uh-huh. Napalm Summer had just came out. Okay, and um he's a, he's a good friend of both of us a very good friend. I'm not gonna no, mention any no names. No names.
9: Tell me off, Mike. Wait, yeah. wait wait. Do I know? Do I know? <laughs> you them? know what we, okay. all,
12: Everyone in the room knows right. it. He's a very good friend of ours. He's Please. standing on the side stage at Howard's. I'm setting up my. We're we're like we're seconds away from playing, yeah. and he goes, "Hey, bear I listened to Napalm Summer, man, and you know." Fever's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's like, I heard some mess-ups, and I was like, oh. No. I mean, the album had come out maybe five days That's awesome. prior to that. <laughs> I can't wait to find out who this guy and communicate him. Oh,
9: <laughs> he's dead to me. He no. might
12: have been very drunk, but if, if you're listening no to this he's... and
9: I stop talking to you, you know why.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I think it's definitely hard because obviously we're all very critical of our own music probably the worst yeah
9: it's the wor- we're yeah. our
1: own critics and a lot of the time the audience if they're not musicians themselves they don't even hear anything yeah. that you did to mess up but like after a show we just freaking psychoanalyze everything yes. oh, yeah. we did and
9: that's why if people film us or i hear I'm like oh I filming our, our set and i will watch it back thinking i remember this being a lot different yeah like, i'm like that sucks i, I thought it sounded kind of good
5: oh, yeah, yeah. yeah i'm like this is why musicians the have moment, drug problems <laughs> Yeah, in the moment you're
9: thinking you're doing really well and right. it's just like i don't want someone to shine a light on, on my failures that episode was released
0: back in march of 2019 very excited for you to listen and check that out and of course you can check out any of these episodes wherever you get your podcasts at please go check it out iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, etc, etc, etc. We have links on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's whatever the website is, backslash on the radar PC. Okay, the time is here. the number one most downloaded and listened to episode of 2019. Not only at this very moment, towards the end of December of 2019, is the number one most downloaded episode of the year, but is the most downloaded episode of all time. And it was Castle No Kings. And no surprise there. Castle No Kings dropped their brand new EP, Morphine. It is available now. They got signed to the record label, In Vogue Records. And they are having a banner 2019. So we talked to them just about almost a week after they were announced and signed to En Vogue Records, back at the end of June of 2019. So of course I asked the guys, "What's the difference between their previous EP and how much they've grown to where they are now?" When Morphine was just about to be released,
1: one we were young when we recorded Blind. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in the scheme of things, we were like in our tw- early early twenties. I wasn't. I think it was 19.
0: You guys are like what now, like mid-20s?
5: No.
1: Early, 20s. early so, 20s, like 23, yeah. 24. 23, 24.
0: Like, okay, so like early, mid...
1: Okay. Yeah, so we were really young when we recorded blind. And just over the two years, like one, as musicians, we obviously grew. Because when you play your guitar every day for, for two years, like yeah. you write better stuff. Uh, and it just got darker as like we grew as people and experienced these things in our lives and like saw things. And just it, it all kind of weighed together in... It created what became the new EP.
4: Like I, I lost like a friendship that had been going on for 17 years when I joined this wow. band, and that had an effect on me. And then you know some other like relations like relationship stuff that kind of went on. And I know I was in a, a very dark place when we went into the studio to uh, you know mm-hmm. to record Thinning Veil, vale, and um, like I slept like slept. straight through the first three days just because I was too depressed to do anything. You wow, know? Um, he was on that couch. Yeah, that that was a very comfortable couch. You know, <laughs> you're gonna depress sleep anywhere. Um, go, go to Capitol
6: House.
5: <laughs>
4: go to Capitol House.
6: Talk to Nick Moore. He'll fix you up.
4: Um, but you know, he's got a great lounge area. Dude, it's so good. We're all five of us. Slept. You said Moore. Oh, Moore, Nick Ingram. Thank you. There's yeah, too like, many. Don't Nick's. go to Moore's. He yeah, don't have a go, good go couch. to Moore's house. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. He's got a family, man. Don't do that.
0: Kings performed the song Thinning Veil at Underhill Recordings and you can watch a very special YouTube video exclusive of their studio performance of Red Light done by the wonderful John Fleischman on Invogue Records YouTube channel. Go check it out. So, that was a hell of a 2019, right? Great episodes, great guests leading up to 2020. Oh wait, we have one more bit of information and news to share with you. So in 2020, this is going to be launched. I've talked about the history of this podcast numerous times in different ways, about how this was a local radio show, and then we turned into a podcast. Well, the podcast, of course, is going to continue going on, but we are also going to have a radio version of this show as well, at least on the Toledo area. But of course, you can listen to it wherever you are, worldwide at T O L E D O S Z O N E T-O-L-E-D-O-S-Z-O-N-E.com, with the radio station from Cumulus Broadcasting, 100.7 FM. Now, people who are within the Toledo city limits can listen to that episode for an hour of great music covering the local scene of our backyard, independent artists, rising acts, basically giving a stage to those artists, much like what we do in a podcast, but more on a grander scale. We will play little clips of past episodes on the podcast and play an hour of great local and independent and rising acts for all of you. You can listen along. We're going to work on ways that you can listen to the full episode as well. We might even upload the full episodes of these with music and all over at our podcast feeds We are going to work on all of that. But I'm proud to announce On The Radar Radio launching in 2020. So we're very excited for everything that is going on with this podcast, for this project, for this, you know, world that we are building here for all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe through your podcast platform of choice. Leave us a review. Invite your friends and follow us on social media. I am Peapod. You are you. Don't fight it. Feel it. And I'll talk to you next time.